Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Uh, my little ones had a sleepover at my parents, two, two of them. The other one is sleeping. My husband went to get the other one so we can bring them back, get ready for church. But I am going to try to get this done um, as quickly as possible. There's so much to share. Um, there is unlimited depths of who God is. <coughs> So I encourage you, if this excites you, if this stirs your spirit, like ask the Lord to take you on a journey. And that's where it all started for me. So welcome to the month of Adar. Maybe some of you have never heard of that before. Those of you who have purchased this book or who have been following me a little bit for a while, learning about this Hebrew calendar, aka God's calendar. Um, We have been grafted into the family of God, Hebrews and Gentiles, Jews and Gentiles. If you have accepted Jesus as your savior, we are in the same family. And so my journey, just a real quick for those of you who are like, wait a second, because every time I share stuff um, that a lot of people kind of label as Jewish or Hebrew, they ask questions like, Hey, is this like, like, why are you following this stuff? And I'm like, well, my answer is because I, as I was spending time in God's word, uh, I was seeing that he was mentioning things over and every word in God's word has a purpose. It has a meaning. And so as he is saying on the seventh day of the 12th month of, you know, whatever, I started paying attention to this. I'm like, why are we January, February, March, April, May? So much that another person introduced to me this idea of Hebrew months and not idea, but God's God's calendar, like his, his timing. And in the U.S., in the world, we follow the Gregorian calendar, which is where we get our months. But God has his very own calendar that is absolutely amazing, incredible, blowing my mind when I started researching this and I didn't really start researching this, I just started being aware of it and conscious of it and started reading about it when I knew that these months were happening. So all that to say, I noticed some incredible things in my own life and I started sharing a little bit and other people were like, like mind blown. Okay. So that's where we're getting this started. That's, that's kind of the, the, the gist of this. Okay. So we just started the month of Adar which is the Hebrew calendar, and it started yesterday. It actually goes from February 13th to, um, it actually goes to March 
13th. So February, our calendar, February 13th through March 13th. And we can read in, in the Bible over time, we see that God has kind of a theme. Think about winter, spring, summer, fall. There's kind of a theme there. There's something that happens there in God's calendar, which we are actually in the winter months. In fact, Adar is the last month in the Hebrew spiritual calendar. So think about like in our world, December, it's like coming to a, the climax. It's like we're celebrating all these things that we do in December, like Christmas and New Year's. And so we're about to walk into a new spiritual year on God's calendar. But there are some really key important things in the month of Adar to recognize um, in our own lives and what God is doing on his calendar. So Adar is actually the last month, like I said, of the spiritual calendar. And the word Adar means strength. And we are encouraged to finish the year strong, but not in our own striving for the strength is not found in our might or knowledge. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, I don't want to read all this to you because I know a lot of you have purchased this and um, I have been praying about how to uh, walk alongside you when we go through these things. But the Lord just continues to reveal to me like this is incredible stuff and you guys need to know about it. If you're a child of God, you need to know about God's calendar, God's timing and what he's doing and not from a need to know from a uh, a pressure place, but like from a you get to know kind of the behind the scenes, what God is doing in this season. So the month of Adar is the most joyful month of the year. It has a history of being a month of good fortune, celebrating the Lord's victory over evil. One of the biggest stories that we can look at that happened in the month of Adar is the story of Esther. And Esther, if you know that story, it's where she was made queen and she saved God's people because she figured she was, she knew Haman's evil plot against her uncle Mordecai and the very plot that evil had, that Haman had against the Jews, which was to kill all of them. Um, when she found out and, and the Lord like God's and what's so cool about this story is God's really never mentioned in the book of Esther, but God's all over it. So that's uh, something really cool that I didn't really think about. Like we don't really see the word God and, and we don't like, it's not the, the whole, the whole story is not about God, but it's what God is doing through Esther. And we know, if you know, Esther is made for such a time as this, you've probably heard that verse and that phrase a million times. You are made for such a time as this. Well, sister, you are made for such a time as this. Okay. Comment that below. I am made for such a time as this, like right now, God has you here on purpose for a purpose. And I know 2020 was like, and 2021 still has a lot of like, what's going on? God, what are you doing? But I want to assure you that God is working. He is moving and he has good things in store so much. In fact, that this month is a month of celebration. It's a month of joy. It's a month when the curse is reversed. It is a month when the evil that was planned against you, like Haman plotting against the Jews, the curse was reversed. What happened to Haman? I encourage you this month, go read the book of Esther. In the month of, or in the month of Adar, right, that happened in the month of Adar, Haman made these gallows to hang Mordecai on. And in fact, what happened? Haman 
was actually hung on those same gallows. So if we can think about that in our life, the plots and the plans that are against you, the evil that is against you, the the enemy that is against you, the very gallows that he is going, that he has created to hang you on and to make you to kill, steal, and destroy and make you suffer will be the very things that God turns around and hangs and 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 punish it like the so there's a scripture that says that um that the Lord laughs at evil like he laughs in the face of evil this is a month of laughter laugh at the plots that are against you laugh at the evil because that's what the Lord does so the Lord calls us to find strength in his joy and rise up in our authority and courage like Mordecai and Esther they both found their strength and their strategies in the presence of the Lord if you have been part of any of my coaching, any of my courses, um, and, and you listen to my podcast, you will know that I tell you all the time, get into the presence of the Lord, reading your Bible, praying, journaling, hanging out with God. God doesn't want your hustle. God wants your heart first. He wants your heart. Does he want to work with you? Yeah. Does he want to do amazing things with you? Yes, he does, but not from a, uh, a works-based, you got to do it to be good enough perspective, From a, but from a partnership, God wants to do life with you. But in order to know what he wants to do to get those blueprints that I often recall them or strategies, the kingdom strategies, you need to get in God's presence. And I, I'm even being conscious of my words. You don't need to get into God's presence. You get to get in front of God and get in the Lord's presence in his word and in your quiet time. So if you want the strategies of this month, you need to get into the presence of the Lord. You get to get into the presence of the Lord. You get to choose with your will to get in front of the presence of the Lord. I've shared this before, but I think it is so, I forget where I heard this and it kind of clicked with me. I'm like, wow, this is the only time that we will get to choose to give our time to the Lord. Like when we are in heaven, I don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, we, we can see streets of gold and we see awesome things and there's um, you know, he's going to prepare a place for us, mansions. Uh, we know that there's crowns and all kinds of amazing things there. And we know that we're made to, to worship God for God's uh, pleasure. And so I don't know exactly what we'll be doing in heaven, but I do know that I, I don't, I, I don't think we're going to have free will like we do here on earth. And so here on earth, this is the time during your life that you get to choose to give God your time. You get to choose to give God your eyes, your heart, your ears, your mind. You get to choose. Like, how cool is that? Okay, so let me read you a few more things about this month to kind of get you into what God wants to do in your life and what he wants to do and is doing on a global level. Because if you... um. It, I don't know if you follow any of this stuff, but the Lord is like piecing all these amazing things together. Yesterday, um, there's somebody that I follow and they've been recognizing like a lot of earthquakes, like a lot of earthquakes all throughout the earth, like literally all over, not just the United States, but they're recognizing some of them. And, and, and when you think of that from like a spiritual perspective, we can think that the things that are spiritual things that happen in the spiritual manifest in the natural and so the things that are happening in the realm that we don't see the like the angel army and the principalities and the powers and the and that we read about in scripture the things that are happening up there manifest here on earth and um part of that i think there is a shaking that is going on in the church there is a shaking god is shaking off and you think about the vine and the branch the scripture that talks about he wants to prune us 
response. When you shake a branch and there are dead things on it, what happens? They fall off. And the Lord is, um, the Lord is preparing. I have like a runny nose, but I'm like, I don't know why it's kind of random, but I don't want my, I don't want to be snotting all over you guys. So um, think about the shaking that is happening. And if you're following anything going on in the world over the last year, you kind of see like, whoa, this is uncomfortable. Well, have you ever been shook by an earthquake before? Have you ever been shook by somebody or, um, you, I don't like a, a car accident is shaking. Doesn't always feel good. Doesn't always sound good. Doesn't always look good, but it's getting rid of the dead things because what is in the dark. God wants to bring to the light. God wants to shine a light on. I just read that this morning in some parables that Jesus was teaching uh, that, you know, that lamp on a hill is not meant to be hidden. It's meant to be exposed. And, and God is exposing evil on this earth because he is preparing the earth to restore it to the Jerusalem that he has planned for us. Okay. So all that to say, Adar is a time to develop war strategies against the enemy. We may think that we have the answer to defeat our foe, but true wisdom is found in the Lord's presence. His strategies outwit the enemy. Here are some strategies. Praise. Seems so simple, but holy moly, it is, it, it is our weapon. Fasting. All right, comment below. Praise. Comment below. Fasting. Fasting. This is something that the Lord has highlighted to me in 2020. I have fasted from um, things before, like social media. You guys maybe did Joma with me, but I had never really truly done a food fast. And I did one for the first time in 2020. And uh, I'm super excited to start implementing that into my regular routine because fasting, we read in scripture, Jesus fasted. A lot of people in the Bible fasted and they fasted to um to like empty themselves as well as to fill up with the Lord, right? It's like that spiritual hunger, our flesh, when we can deny our flesh of our physical hunger, we can get filled up with the spiritual hunger. So fasting is another strategy that is not common. Like you don't think, oh yeah, I'm going to do some really big thing. Well, I'm going to fast. I'm going to deny myself food or, um, or whatever it is that you can fast. And there's other things that you can fast, but I mean, there's things and then there's food, there's different types of food. There's all different ways to do it. I can share some resources on that for you guys. If you'd like comment below fasting resources, if you would like me to share some fasting resources, because to be honest, I grew up in a church my whole life, uh, but I never fasted like ever intentionally ever. And some churches do it a lot in the, in the beginning of the year, like in January, uh, I don't know, for some reason, I, I never really did it. Um, however, the Lord has opened my eyes and showed me how powerful fasting is for your life and uh, all the things. And then another one is prayer. Hello, prayer is like our communication with God. And so praise, fasting, and prayer, they're not normal tactics for his army. However, we are no ordinary army, right? This is part of our shield. This is part of our weaponry. This is the army of the Lord of hosts. May we be sensitive to his voice and obedient to his specific instructions in Adar. Okay, lastly, but not, this is what I'm reading from this. And I have a couple other resources to read from you. If you would like to know what this is, I will link that above so that you have access to that. Um, 
But the story of Esther reminds us that the Lord has reversed the curse over our lives. Okay, let me stop there. So I read this and I, I've been looking at this and getting excited for this. And I was diving deep into it um, yesterday again. Uh, and then I saw this post about the earthquake. Sorry, I'm, I'm circling back around the post about the earthquakes. And I'll post this below in here for those of you who would like to see it. But there have been earthquakes. There's been a shaking going on. And there yesterday on on the first day of Adar, I can't even, I can't even, yesterday I could not even wrap my head around it, I can barely, as I start to say it, yesterday, the first day of Adar, there was a 4.9 earthquake on Mount Ararat, why is that potentially significant, well, potentially significant for maybe two reasons, I'll tell you the second one, Uh, but the first one is that Mount Ararat is where the ark When Noah and the ark rested after the flood, it is where the ark rested on Mount Ararat um, after the flood. And do you want to know what Mount Ararat means? Um, I think it's Armenian or Arabic. Um, Don't quote me on that. It's it's an A word in in what country it is. Um, I think it's in Armenia. I think it's one of the A words. But do you want to know what... Mount Ararat means, brace yourself, brace yourself. This is how cool God is. This is how amazingly in the details he is. But when we don't know his calendar and we don't know his time and we don't know things that are in scripture, we don't always know how to piece it together. So I was reading this post and I'm like, oh my gosh, when they shared that there was a earthquake, a 4.9 earthquake on Mount Ararat, they're sharing from a, there's a shaking and they named a whole bunch of other countries and states and different things where there were, um, where there were earthquakes. Mount Ararat means the curse is reversed. What? What? When I read that, I was like, wait, and it's the first day of Adar, which means the curse is reversed. We see it in Esther. We see it in the story of Noah. We see it when Moses read, led the Israelites across the Red Sea, and then Pharaoh and all of his army were all killed because they got caught when the waves came back down. The curse is reversed this month in the month of Adar. And I believe that the Lord has already started the reversal, the reversal process. Yesterday, there was an earthquake on the first day of Adar on Mount Ararat. What means the curse is reversed? And not only was that, but if you look deeper and you think deeper with spiritual eyes, listen, I have always had eyes my whole life, but I haven't always had spiritual eyes. These things stick out to me now because I'm like, because I get into God's presence and he shares little things with me. And sometimes it doesn't always make sense, but now I I can piece things together. Okay, so all that to say 4.9 is seven is we'll just say 49, right? Would be seven times seven. If you know anything about numbers, because I've shared with you guys a lot about numbers and I'm not talking about numerology, um, there is a difference between astronomy and astrology. God made the earth. He made the stars. He made what God tends for good, right? The enemy will use for evil. The same with numbers. What God mentions, if you read your Bible, you will see God mentions numbers all throughout. I think of specifically when he builds the temple, the number five is used so many times to where I was like, why? Like, why is he telling us this? Does he want us to rebuild a temple? I don't know. But but God is so specific and in the details. So much that there was a 4.9 
earthquake yesterday on Mount, Mount Ararat. That means the curse is reversed. And 4.9, 49 is seven times seven. And seven is the number of perfection. It is the number of completion. I mean, I cannot contain myself. Cannot contain myself. God is so good. Can y'all just comment in the in, in below? God is so good. Sisters, he is holy. He is worthy to be praised. And he has so many things that he is doing. If you, ever, if you own a business, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the background that nobody else sees over here. They just see the pretty post. They just see the the end result. And so I believe and 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 know we will all see the end result. But when you get in God's presence and when you're on his executive team and when he trusts you with the information that he wants to share, he has so much more for you. When you have meetings with the Lord, he will start to reveal to you, you personally, you, these things so that you don't always have to watch a video and get it from somebody else, right? Like you get to hear from from the God who created the universe, you yourself. I knew that my whole life. I know, I knew that my whole life. I've been going to church since I was an infant, but not until a few years ago did I really start getting in the Lord's presence. And he continues to literally just blow my mind with the incredible things that he wants to share with us. Jeremiah 33, 3, come to me and I will tell you hidden things that you do not know. I didn't know this a year ago. Actually, didn't even know this probably six months ago. But then we start to see all the pieces come together. Okay. All right, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop reading this. I'm going to read you just a few more little resources that the Lord has um, put, given to me that has continued to help me um, just really reveal like, oh my goodness, what is going on? God is so good. Okay, so all that to say, I encourage you to pray, to praise, and to fast this month. And if you want some resources on that, I would love to share that with you, um, as well as celebrate celebrate what God is doing. He is doing so, so, so much. So we know that Adar is the month that Esther fasted and prayed for the Jewish people. Adar is a season for the decrees made against you to be broken and your enemies to reap the very plots they made against you. Um, this is a different resource that I'm reading from. And what's crazy is that I mean, they all, they all tie together. And this book, I don't even know when it was written. It wasn't written the same time this book was. The Jewish holiday Purim is what we celebrate this month on the 14th of this month. Purim means lots. We read a lot about lots in the Bible and lots. Um, the, and we celebrate the lots that were cast against the Jewish people by Haman, but they were overturned. Sometimes Purim is thought of as a Jewish Halloween with costumes and masks that are worn at the celebration. The reason they wear masks is because it symbolizes the hidden identity of Esther and the pain of having to mask our identities and joy. She had to hide who she was to save, to in order to like get in front of the king again, but then to save her people. Ultimately, Esther's mask provided her the influence to save her people and allow them to celebrate with unmasked joy. Y'all, don't get me started on masks. That's a whole other thing. Um, this is the month to take off your masks spiritually. Y'all, what happens spiritually manifests in the natural. 
Um, I know masks serve a purpose and I have worn them in public against my will. I have. Um, but I also know that there is a very spiritual connection tied to it. And I know that the enemy wants to mask us. He wants us to hide our identity. But in this month, spiritually, and I pray, Lord, I know the WHO has released some new information about masks. That's a whole other conversation. But I pray that spiritually what is happening in the, in the supernatural manifests in the natural. And we can take these things off. And we don't have to fear um, and think that this little thing is going to save us. All right, I'll get off my case there. I know there's lots of personal opinions there. So this is a season for you to operate in your true identity and to be released into joy, a time for worry, despair, and depression to bend their knee to the supernatural resources, protection, and celebration. Purim also marks the schemes of your enemy being defeated. Pay attention to the spiritual battles you're facing in this season. You may notice a shift after Purim. Again, Purim is on the 14th of this month, not on our calendar. So not, not, February 14th or March 14th, but on God's spiritual calendar. Okay. Um, what else? There's a few other things, the things that the Lord did in, in the month of Adar. It was also when Adar or, or Purim is mentioned as a Jewish festival that Jesus attended prior to Passover. Passover. It was during this festival that Jesus healed the lame man laying by the pool of Bethesda. The man had lain by his healing pool for many years, yet never had stepped into the pool because no one helped him to get it off of his mat. But Jesus told him to pick up his mat and walk. And so he did. Since this took place on the Sabbath, the people confronted um, the man and Jesus and thought that he was doing work on the Sabbath. But the man told them to take it up with Jesus and went on enjoying his healing. This is a season to cling to what you know God has given you or told you and let the naysayers Take it up with Jesus. Take it up with Jesus. Continue to walk healthy and whole. Get off your mat, girl. Adar is the month when Jesus told Peter to get a coin out of the fish's mouth to pay for their taxes. Is it ironic that we are in tax season? You probably have been getting your 1099s or your W-2s and you're scrounging all your receipts together as entrepreneurs. Hopefully you have learned over time, like pay someone or, or get a little more organized to do that. Is it any coincidence that Peter had to pay a tax? The disciples had to pay a tax? But Jesus said, go to the fish's mouth. Get the coin out of the fish's mouth. Fishes are fishes. Fish, plural. Fish are um, connected to this month. This is a season of supernatural provision, breaking through into our natural needs. God knows your needs. Yes, you have needs and God knows them and he can supernaturally provide for them. Just like he said, Peter, go to the fish's mouth, get out the coin and pay for your taxes. Take time this month reflecting gratitude on the ways that you have already seen supernatural provision and keep your eyes peeled for supernatural solutions to your natural problems that you're facing. Anyone facing problems right now? I get messages in my inbox all the time and I got my own problems. I got 99 problems, but God can take care of every single one. He can. This is a month that he wants to supernaturally provide for you in ways that don't make sense, in ways that will give you a testimony. Adar's, okay, so there's that. All right, that's one book. Let me go to the next one. There's not much more, but you got like, I hope you're excited about this. We are now coming out of the dark months. So more light shines upon our lives and our circumstances. As we look at hidden things being revealed, 
It is time to view more of our identity. We've taken inventory in some months. Perhaps 2020 was a year that you were able to take inventory of like, what is going on here? But now it's the time to begin that forward motion into spring. Like a tree beginning to bud, we see more pieces of provision. We see more of our identity and revelation about the next season. We release worry and focus on God's provision. His words are fertilizers for us that we can grow into who we were called to be. This is a month of preparation for blooming so that the good fruit can be produced in the warmer months that are ahead, that are coming. I don't know. I just, again, can barely contain myself. I'm going to read this last thing, and then I'm going to pray. Purim established by Mordecai and Esther is a symbol of what was meant for evil being turned for good. Haman was hung on the tree. He meant where he, where he, where he meant to hang Mordecai. Haman threw lots, and then they landed on the 13th of Adar to kill Jews. He thought he picked a good time since the 7th of Adar was the day Moses died. However, Haman thought this meant that he would undo everything that Moses had done. The enemy has been trying to undo everything that God already has established, that Jesus has already won the war. But the enemy is trying to reverse all of that through all kinds of ways. But this is a month. Mm, this is so good that God is reversing that curse. Haman thought this meant that he would undo everything that Moses had done. And the enemy thinks he's undoing everything that Jesus has already done for you and me dying on the cross. What he didn't realize was that Moses's birthday was also on the seventh of Adar. So the date turned out to be a day of rebirth. So many things in the story were hidden and later revealed. And so many things in your life are hidden and they don't make sense right now. But the Lord is going to reveal them to you over time. And how does he do that? One of the best ways to do that is to get in his presence. He loves you and he has so much in store for you. And he is once you excited, he wants you expectant, and he wants you celebrating and praising and worshiping right now in what feels like a storm in the waiting season. Praise him and pray and believe that God is in this. He is doing amazing things for you, and he wants to do amazing things with you. He's going to do the for you. He's going to, but he wants to do it with you. And how do you do that? is spend time with him. Intimacy increases our trust, both with God, knowing he can trust us with the plans that he has for us. Listen, we all have books in heaven. God has plans for you. But if you don't ever open the book of your, of your book in heaven, what he has for you, then how will you ever know? So I wanna encourage you this month to get in his presence so that he can share the amazing things that he has for you. Father God, we thank you for your perfect, perfect timing. God, it doesn't always make sense here on earth. 2020 was a hard year for so many people for so many reasons, but God, we know and believe and, and, and trust that you are on the move. You are doing a shaking all throughout the earth, you are shaking through these earthquakes. You are shaking off the dead things. Father, help us to shake off the dead things in our lives that do not belong. 
on the vine. They do not belong on the branches because we are connected to you. Father, thank you for what we get to celebrate this month. We will celebrate in expectancy. We will celebrate already what you are doing. You are reversing the curses over our lives, over our nation. Father, we thank you for being in every little detail. And Lord, we repent. We repent for being too busy for you. Father, we repent for listening to too much, too many other things, the garbage that's on TV or on social media that we just consume ourselves with. Father, we repent for not making time to be with you, not because we have to, we don't have to, you give us free will, but Father, because we get to, we get to choose, we get to get into your presence, we get to spend time with you, the creator of this universe, the creator of us, you have chosen us for such a time as this, and Father, we pray that you continue to show us the next step, reveal to us the hidden things that you want us to know, God, continue to open our eyes, peel back the layers of all the amazing details that you are in all of them. God, show us, show us so that we continue to grow in our trust with you, in our intimacy with you, that we are um, ready for the days ahead that what you have prepared. Father, we praise you. You are holy. You are worthy to be praised. We love you. We thank you. We ask all of this in your precious name. Amen.